This is The Irrelevant, a podcast about finding the deeper meaning of seemingly useless information. I'm Rodrigo Nunez, and today's episode is The Derrick Rose Rule. So the NBA playoffs are here, and it's the best time of the year. I really like the NBA, and one of my favorite things about it is that the league is not afraid to change its rules, unlike, for example, the NFL. The game is constantly changing from one year to the next, new rules happen all the time, but my favorite rules are the ones named after players. And this happens when a player does something good or bad, and the NBA will immortalize him with a rule change. For example, there's the Charles Barkley rule, which is also known as the five second rule, which states that players have five seconds to make an offensive move and can't just back down their defenders forever. They put this rule in place because Charles Barkley could back down just about anybody in the league and he would just slow down games to a crawl. Or there's, for example, the DeAndre Jordan rule, which states the moratorium period after the season ends and during which players may make verbal agreements with teams is shortened from 10 to 5 days. And this is named after the time when DeAndre Jordan changed his mind after coming to a verbal agreement with the Dallas Mavericks, apparently being kidnapped in his home by his Clipper teammates while Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban desperately drove around trying to find DeAndre's house to bust him out. DeAndre would end up with the Mavericks three years later, but he was not in any way, shape or form effective. There's so many rules named after players, in fact, I could probably do an episode on each one. But perhaps my favorite of all of these is named after the youngest NBA MVP of all time, and the impact of this rule has made building teams a bit harder, but a lot of young guys way richer. I'm talking, of course, about the Derrick Rose rule. Derrick Rose was drafted first overall in 2008 by the Chicago Bulls and was immediately the best thing that's happened to the Bulls since Michael Jordan walked out 10 years prior. He won Rookie of the Year and led the Bulls to the playoffs for the first time in a decade, and as a rookie against the defending champion Celtics, Rose scored 36 points in his playoff debut. That was just his rookie season. In his second season, he led the Bulls to the playoffs yet again and was elected to the All-Star Game as a starter. That's the first Bull since Michael Jordan to do that. His third season was downright magical. He was the starter on the All-Star team. He led the Bulls to 62 wins, which was the first time since the Jordan era that this had happened in Chicago. And he became only the third player to score at least 2,000 points and 600 assists in one season. Only the third. The other two are Michael Jordan and LeBron James. So that lets you know how good he was this season. He ended this season as the MVP of the league, beating out LeBron James. In fact, of all the individual competition LeBron James ever faced in his early career, the only one that really gave him headaches was Derrick Rose. And I mean, look how good he was. LeBron James had won the MVP two years before and would win it two years after Derrick Rose did so in 2010, but that season, Derrick Rose really was amazing. Rose was spectacular. Honestly, he was the fastest guy on the court. He was dangerously fast. His dunks seemed reckless, like he was going to injure himself every time he took flight. 
Now, he's only six foot two, which is shorter than Steph Curry, but he is so athletic. He would hang in the air for so long, and he was so fast, no one could stand in front of him. In fact, only Russell Westbrook and LeBron James himself remind me of Derrick Rose when you see them at full steam ahead. If you've never seen any of his dunks, just stop the podcast right now and go on YouTube and just put Derrick Rose dunk or Derrick Rose highlights or whatever. He was amazing with the Bulls. At this point, after winning the MVP in place of LeBron James at 22 years old, Derrick Rose achieved his greatest feat. He moved owners to agree that more money needed to be given to him. That's right. After his monster season and after Dirk and the Mavs beat LeBron's James Heat in the NBA Finals, the NBA went into a lockout. So between July 1st, 2011 and December 8th, 2011, that's 161 days, owners and the NBA uh, Players Union couldn't reach an agreement on a new collective bargaining agreement. When they finally did, the major outcome was the revenue split of 49 to 51% between ownership and players, and the second biggest outcome was the creation of the Derrick Rose rule. Recognizing the greatness of Derrick Rose, the Bulls, wanting to have more armament to keep their generational talent, proposed a rule that would allow an exceptional rookie to be eligible to receive up to 30% of a team's salary cap before his rookie deal expires. This 30% would be available for the rookie if he was either a two-time All-Star starter, twice voted to an All-NBA team, or if he had won an MVP award. Again, this is only for players on their rookie deal. The only player who was eligible for the 30% at the time when this rule was enacted was, in fact, Derrick Rose. That's why it's called the Derrick Rose Rule. So after this, in December of 2011, Derrick Rose signed a five-year extension worth $94.8 million. At 22 years old, he, he was locked up for five years and $94.8 million. That's amazing. That year, he was again voted an all-star, which means he met another criteria for the Rose Rule, which just lets you know how incredible this guy was. Only 22, and he had already been MVP. He had already been an all-star starter twice. In the first round of the playoffs that same year, however, Derrick Rose tore his left ACL and would miss not only the playoffs, but the whole following season. Sadly, he was never the same again. He's currently signed with the Detroit Pistons, but missed a large chunk of the season with a groin injury. Still, he exploded on the scene with such a force that it compelled greedy billionaires to openly want to give out more money. And I honestly think that's the most impressive thing any athlete has done. Imagine being so good at your job that not only does your boss, but the boss at the company next door is like, hey, you got to be able to pay this guy more money. That's honestly crazy. That's insane. That's, That's unheard of. While he never reached the heights of his first three seasons again, The Rose extension has gone on to be the biggest recognition of potential superstardom in young players, the type of players that, like Derrick Rose, can revive an entire franchise. However, aside from Derrick Rose, only two other players have gone on to sign Derrick Rose extensions, the five-year, 30% contracts, and both have done Rose-level miracles at their franchise. 
The first, Paul George, made all NBA teams twice and revived the Indiana Pacers to heights not seen since Reggie Miller. In fact, after Derrick Rose, Paul George was the only guy in the East that played a minor rival to LeBron James. The second player that received a Derrick Rose extension, I think, did an even greater feat because he didn't revive a franchise. He gave life to an inanimate object of a franchise. I'm talking, of course, about Blake Griffin. The Clippers, the Los Angeles Clippers, are a thing today because of Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin was so good that all the other owners decided to kick Roger Sterling out. Trust me, everyone knew Sterling was racist for a long time before. The thing was, the Clippers never had anything worthwhile to rescue. They were always the bottom of the bottom, the worst of the worst. Why would anyone want to deal with this old guy when there's really nothing there? That all changed with Blake Griffin. Everything else is a result of him. Chris Paul never goes to LA if Blake isn't there. Lob City never happens. Sterling never leaves. Balmer never buys the team. The Warriors don't accelerate their small ball experiment to directly counter the big dunkers of the Clippers. Kawhi and Paul George never go to the Clippers. None of that happens if Blake Griffin doesn't happen. Every Derrick Rose extension player has changed the landscape of the entire league. And that's why I love whenever I hear about the Derrick Rose rule. It gives me hope that certain things are undeniable, that even greedy billionaires will bow in the face of true greatness. The Derrick Rose rule is a big part in what has been called the player empowerment era. At 22 years old, Rose already commanded 30% of a team's available money. That's a lot of power. But people watch basketball not for the owners, but for the players. And special players like Derrick Rose or Blake Griffin and Paul George are the rare unicorn that make the game much more special to watch. They're the young players that fill one with impossible hope for a brighter future. That's ultimately what the Derrick Rose rule is. It represents dumb, unmitigated hope at the early stage of a project. Kind of like when you start off writing an essay and the, and the intro is so good that you know the end is going to be great. Or when you start a new job and the first week you feel like you could be there the rest of your life and you like making friends and all this great thing. The Rose extension is a literal embodiment of that feeling. The Bulls, the Pacers, and the Clippers were so excited about their potential they gave away 30% of all their money to the ones that made it possible. So maybe it's player empowerment, but I think it's more of good wish empowerment. Like most jobs or essays, the careers of Derrick Rose, Blake Griffin, and Paul George cruelly haven't reached the same heights as their early years, and their extensions ended up being more of a hope tax. And I like that. The Derrick Rose rule or the Derrick Rose extension is just a hope tax, and It'll usually happen to a bad team that was lucky enough to draft a multi-generational talent. And I don't think there's any fan or owner in the world that isn't willing to pay that. 
At least Boston and Dallas better be very soon. Probably gave me another fan, 7730. Since Kanye was a 3 0. Down the street from D Rhodes was practicing his free throws. Shout out to that gold shrimp. Shout out to King Kiro. Shout out that Miss Moody, Auntie Tony, that my heroes. We gon' get this paper. You gon' see us later. Monica and Ava. Thanks for all. That's it for this episode of the Irrelevance Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I like basketball. There's a lot of stories here. If you would like to hear more, let me know. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser.com. Share this episode with a friend. Um, and yeah, see you guys next time. And as always, OR4 did nothing wrong. Never shop and save a lot. Team gotta shop and save a lot. You don't gotta worry about chasing a lot. This is the Irrelevant Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.